And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, very special show today. Uh, my brother, Reese Leonard, is in town from Chicago. Welcome Hi, Reese. Welcome to the Come On Eileen Podcast. Uh, I'm Reese Leonard. I don't think you're my guest. Anybody's going to get that. Hope not. Uh, or I have a stalker. If somebody... If somebody <laughs> Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, so anyway, That's my, why you get into this business. my brother Reese is in town from Chicago, and as per usual, we're going to do a podcast. Um, it's just an impromptu podcast. This is We're recording this Thursday afternoon. You guys are going to hear this on Monday afternoon. So, I mean, hopefully the world is still around um, by then. You never know. But I don't know. I we're just going to hit record, talk some shit, see what happens. Uh, guys, uh, before we get I'm started. I'm only here to talk shit. Yeah, exclusively. But guys, before we get started, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, hit us up over at Patreon.com slash NoGimmicksPodcast. All right, Reese. What? <clears throat> Look fat. <laughs> <laughs> Look fat. Look it's, fat. It's all in high set. Look, comma, look, fat. Look, fat. He really thought he was going to breeze past that. I just saw, uh, for all of you out there. Joe, for the uninitiated, Joe Biden is doing Joe Biden things and in I'm Iowa right now. completely uninformed, but I couldn't help but see this. Mm. And uh, his, I saw his, his team behind him <laughs> saying, like, no, no, he was trying to say facts. Look, look facts. Look, we have the video. And I was like. Yeah, the video is the incriminating evidence. He was looking at a fat guy, and he said, look, fat. Look, fat. Uh, have a seat. Looks like, uh, look, fat. It's time for some insulin. Uh, don't worry about my policies. I like when little kids play with my leg hair, all right? <laughs> Why don't you just back off, fat, all right? <laughs> the leg hair thing? Did you see the, did you see the cartoon? <laughs> I did. The, <laughs> okay. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but, like, I, I, I think we've discussed how... Joe Biden uh, went on this odd Alzheimer's-induced tangent about how he likes it when, like, little kids play with his leg hair in the pool. And I saw Donald <laughs> Trump... <laughs> so weird. Donald oh, Trump Jr. say that. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this out... into a true crime podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, the, what's the guy from the To Catch a Predator is just going to jump out at any I'm second? I'm Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. <laughs> Where's Chris Hansen when you need him? But... Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out some cartoonist made a (laughs) like a cartoon. Oh, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted that out. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just saw it. Yeah. No, that guy doesn't doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a part of the team? Is he on the squad? I'm sure. Trump Jr. Because it was that was the thing. Is everybody was like, oh, he's just hiring his family. Yeah. Well, look, when everybody hates, look, if I were president. I'd hire the fam. I would just work (laughs) with my family too. Like you can't, dude. Trust no one. (laughs) I know. Like I get it. Like I'm not a big fan of nepotism generally. Yeah, when but, you say it out loud like that. But none of them are being good. paid. Like even uh, what's his hot daughter's name? I don't know, blonde girl. I only know his Ivanka. Wife. I thought that was his wife. No, Melania is his wife. Oh, the first shit. lady of the United States. Well, they're both hot, so that's you're not wrong. Yeah. Whoopsie Daisy. But I don't think any of them are like taking a paycheck, so it's you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think they really need to. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's on them. Look, for the record, I haven't listened to any episode of this podcast I haven't been on. But I fully endorse everything my brother has said, uh, the racist stuff only. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for anybody to actually listen, but just to, like, endorse and promote it. <laughs> I fully endorse. That's what, that's what really matters. I'm also a comedian, by the way. You didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, you are. Well, I mean, you've been on a handful of times. So yeah, and I'm before. not always funny. So, but well, also, if let's I not start now. <laughs> <laughs> but if I say something, I'm like, well, I. If I say something, you're like, your listeners like, why the fuck did you say that? That didn't make sense. I'm like, well, in my mind, it was meant to be funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, we do what we can. We, you know, we show up. It's not exactly a family program. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, all right, so you're in town from Chicago yeah. for a couple of weeks for the holidays. I was in a very, last weekend, I was in a very ritzy, I was performing at a comedy club in a very ritzy part of uh, a suburb and uh, very, uh, very rich white folks that white. get offended very easily. Also, uh, as a comedian, just as a side note, you know, you you end up you, whenever somebody's opening for you, you uh, you know the host goes like, uh, "What do you want me to say about you?" And you just go like, oh, "I've been seen on this, uh, you know, heard on that, you know, whatever bullshit credits you have." And uh, and he, we were just talking like in the green room, and I give my you know my actual intro, and we were just talking about like this and that, brought up sports, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't, I'm not really into you know a lot of sports, like you know." I, Gay, I, you know, and he was like, "What the? F- I've yeah, I've had dudes question my like masculinity because I don't watch football." And one time I was like, "Yeah, I was a real pussy. Uh, I was boxing instead." <laughs> you know, it's you know, I can name drop him because we end, we end up being it's not a name drop, but just like I don't need to omit his name because F- we were totally cool, by the way. But that's how we met. Um. It was like it was a football game. I was chilling at the 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 Toledo Funny Bone back when I lived here, and I would have you know night off. You go hang out at the comedy club. Maybe I would get on stage, get a little guest spot or whatever. But I was just hanging out, and uh, and uh, there was a football game on uh, the headliner. It was like, you know, oh look! I was like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. And he was like, well, you don't like football? I was like, no, nah, I don't. I don't care about football at all. And he was like, what kind of man? And I was like, yeah, I was a whole real pussy. And I was, I was boxing and fighting other men instead. And we ended up being cool. It was, uh, you wouldn't know him by name, but <laughs> the uh, he was in American History X, the guy who Edward Norton did laundry with. That guy? Guy Tory, yeah. His name's Guy Tory. He's a fantastic comedian. But he is the first interaction we ever had was him being like, what kind of man does watch football? I was like, yeah, I was a huge pussy boxing that whole time, bro. It's the funny black and guy then from he was American just, History. Yeah, he was, he was funny and helped uh, turn the, that movie around. Really did. That's very yeah. underrated That's movie, when that way. movie got bad. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> he turned that movie around in a horrible way. <laughs> very underrated movie, by the way. <laughs> no, they just put it on Netflix, too. I think that's probably why that jumped to mind. But uh, <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, so I was, I, I did not, I told the guy in my intro, this is not, <laughs> hosting for me was not Guy Tori, professional actor and comedian, but uh, we were just talking and I, you know, I did some martial arts or whatever. So like one of the next shows he goes, and don't heckle him because he might kick your ass and then says my name, and I'm like, dude, like the l- comedy 
when have you ever heard a good comedic bit about how you fuck some guy up? No. It's not but you have to be vulnerable and no. I and I am and like I fighting I don't talk about at all. Well comedy doesn't also have to be the inverse of it that doesn't have to be like well, a, well yeah here, I mean, here's my <laughs> thing is there's so many comedians like i've i've never been in a fight it's like yeah i can tell by fucking looking at i've me. never been in a fight and have a tiny dick yeah and my wife like, hates oh. me and it's like it's, oh, dude come it's on like if it's true fine but it's like i know comedians with giant cocks who make those <laughs> jokes and then get laid after every show it's yeah. like so like what do you so anyway, but he does that. So I'm like, literally on the fly, I have to do damage control because then they walk out and see me, and you guys can't see me. Very, I mean, average look. I'm very thin, which is also why people, you you got in a lot of fights. It's like, yeah, I was even thinner when I was younger. Yep. It's real easy target. You, nobody fight. Our cousin is our six seven bouncer. Yeah. He didn't get fucked with. No, nope. You know, it's like, well, of course. Like, I, yeah. I looked at pictures that I hadn't seen in years because, you know, I've been home and I saw these pictures. I'm like, oh, that's why I got in so many fights. I would have fucked with me. Yeah. I look, I had to grow hair on my face and now I look like I'm 21 and I'm 27. Yeah. If I shave, I'm shaving like 15 years old. I mean, we were both half the size of everyone else. Oh, my. And, and I hit puberty so late. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we were <laughs> late bloomers. Yeah, it was. Uh, and we went not to easy. primarily black schools as little tiny white kids. Little white, little. So there white was a kids. lot of fighting. Very there little was white kids. Lots of fighting. I uh, yeah, I've been living in Chicago for a year and a half. Over the summer, I got finally got the dubious honor of getting diagnosed with arthritis in my right hand only. That'll happen. Post-traumatic arthritis, mm-hmm. it's called, because I broke it so many times in such a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am, I have, I'm OCD. I, you know, I have obsessive compulsions. And uh, I can tell you how many times I've been on stage this year, last year, the year previous. I can't tell you how many times I've broken my hand. It's not because that number is more than a hundred, and t- it's just because like probably a baker's dozen, you know, somewhere between six and twelve, I would say. Yeah, but you just at, at fifteen, I'm like, well, I just don't want dad to see it and yep. get pissed off. So it's like you know, it'll heal eventually. It'll heal heal a little wrong, but it, I, no, no bones were ever sticking out or anything like that. I've never like had a catastrophic break. I've I've broken all my knuckles. Yeah, those are just you know boxers fractures. It's not really yeah. that big of a deal. But you've yeah. had some serious. Oh yeah, I mean major breaks. <laughs> yeah, I've had a permanent boxers fracture since I was 15 years old. And uh, but just to finish real quick, so like in that moment, I had to walk on stage where it's a unique club where I don't you don't walk through the crowd or anything. You open a door from like the backstage and you're on stage. So they don't see me. He's like, don't heckle. He might kick your ass. And then me and my, like, I'm wearing, like, a nice flannel. I got these new kind of, like, hipster-looking boots. I'm just trying to be, like, an upstanding citizen, you know? And uh, and then I step out there. So I just had to. Luckily, I was like, yeah, probably not what you were expecting when he uh, really talked me up about being a fucking <laughs> badass, huh? I'm like, pretty, I'm just still skinny. I'm They're like, expecting Mike Tyson to yeah, walk Yeah, I'm like, dude, not to mention, that's like the least funny, because that makes every no, guy in the funny. audience go, well, who's this guy I think he fucking yep. is? 
And every girl's like, what? Am I supposed to be scared of this guy? Like, yeah, it's just not great. And then I walk out there with a smile like, hey, guys, I'm actually here to make you laugh. I don't know why he's so Yeah, good, I mean, actually. like, hosting is It wasn't is a not, huge deal. You know, it's fine, but... Hosting isn't that terribly difficult of a job, but this guy really couldn't, oof, really couldn't you do know, it. You it, it looks easy. Right after when it's the done well, it looks easy. Right after the look fat moment with <laughs> Joe Biden, he also challenged this guy, look the fat, fat, the 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 old fat look fat guy. Did you explain that he was a fat guy? Asked him a question, and, and he, he didn't like he, it. He turns his back at her. There was a moment where he thought about what he was going to say. He turns, he goes, "Look, fat." <laughs> and it was like, what? It's just so old. That's but so he funny. also challenged the the fat guy to an IQ contest, which I don't <laughs> didn't know that was a contest. And then he challenged. I mean, him. it's just a, a static number. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really change over the course of your life after no. age like six or seven. But um, <laughs> I mean, you can study like for any test. Yes, but, but that's not. It doesn't matter. But. Oh, and this is uh, this is a very strange thing to say. And then he challenged him to a, to a push up contest. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden's seventy eight years old, man. Oh my he's, god, he's he's not even a boomer. He's too old to be a boomer. Like the boomer cutoff is like seventy four. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, it's seventy or seventy three. Wow. Because boomers were born nineteen forty six and after after the troops returned uh, from World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So baby, obviously, Joe so. Biden's in the silent generation. He's actually, I wish he was more silent, but <laughs> he he's too old to be joke. a boomer. It, I I just I thought I'm like surprised. I'm thinking about this. So wait, wait. I think he's I tr- in the gen. How old was he during? When was he born? So he was born too late to be in World War Two. He so he he was born in forty one. Oh, he was born right. He was a Pearl Harbor baby. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> we all grieve differently. I guess. I guess. Also, that doesn't track because it <laughs> happened in for it. He he popped out a week that after he was. That's hey why man. he doesn't have the brain cells because he his mother only carried him for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. He was not carried. To full he term. was born prematurely. Some by, would by prematurely, we mean. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cat. He's 78, but in preemie years, he's only six. Yeah, he's actually part cat, so, you know, it makes sense. But, <laughs> but, um, but I was thinking, I'm like, I wish a politician just once would challenge me to any kind oh of physical God. activity or sport. Oh, Like, remember God. how Jimmy Kimmel challenged Ted Cruz to a basketball game and lost? Oh, he did. He lost he? to Ted Cruz. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 because they don't bring that up. There's not eight. Well, okay. I, and I was thinking. I was like, because I tweeted this, and I, I, I changed the tweet and to add a couple exceptions, see if you can think of any other exceptions. But I tweeted, I wish just once a politician would challenge me to literally any kind of physical activity <laughs> or sport, except for Jim Jordan and Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw was a Navy Dan SEAL, Crenshaw, and he's like 35. Uh, Jim Jordan... Is bereft of uh, his right eye. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. yeah, but still, he's a seal. He yeah, no, no, yeah. he'd me. murder yeah. me without with no eyes in some strange, zero eyes needed way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Jim Jordan, the Ohio congressman who was a D one All American wrestler at Ohio State. Oh man, and an alternate for the Olympic team. That's the only. So <laughs> he would beat the shit out of me in any any acti- Look, any physical activity. If. I am a, and he's only like forty-five too. So like he's not. I'm a small you know. fella. You're you're Brady's a little bigger than me. Uh, always just it was always he's three years older. So it was always like oh in three years I'm gonna be five nine in weight you know whatever. 
It didn't. Mm. It doesn't work just because your brother. You're you're about as tall. I'm five eleven. You're like five ten. I'm 10. like five nine and a half. You know really? something. But yeah. I've always Close. weighed le- a little less. But I was always like, ooh, in three years I'm gonna weigh. It's like no. We're turns out we're different people. <laughs> Definitely doesn't work in your late twenties and thirties. But there's one thing that you that is true about. Uh, Brady and myself is uh, we ain't never ran from nothing but the police. <laughs> but the that's, only thing that makes that's me fact. that's a fact. That's a but fact. the only thing that makes me nervous is fucking wrestling. It's not fucking wrestlers. <laughs> I fucked a lot of wrestlers, and boy, it's some of the best time you're gonna have. It's fighting wrestlers. It's the problem. Yeah. Uh, it's after you get done fucking, <laughs> and then you you get to talking, and you're like, I'm not gay. You're We're, gay. And then you have to fight him it's to not see Jim, who's gay. It's not just that Jim Jordan was a wrestler <laughs> in college. He was a D1 All-American. The losers is gay. <laughs> like, wrestling's kind of gay anyway. I mean, you're, just, you're yeah, rolling but, around with a dude in a But onesie, no, but, but that was the thing is, like, dude, I don't If you were like this, like, so Brady went to, like, pu- you know, public schools and stuff, the rougher schools. Like, we went at kind of different times where, like, you were in, like, middle school was rough for you, where high school, which I ended up... I was only at that school. I was thinking about this. <laughs> I was three semesters. I graduated, by the way. I will brag a little bit, but it was only because that school was so bad. Yeah. That uh, I can't believe. It. I'm like, I was, it was three semesters. Then my parents pulled me. Yep. And I finished online in like three weeks. Yeah, oh yeah. And I didn't. I was like, oh, I didn't realize how easy this was. Oh yeah, no. When, it's, some, it's when you're not worried like about getting jumped. Yeah. Well, yeah. But. Here's the thing where, like, there was always, there's, you know, f- well, honestly, it's caused me a great deal of anxiety since then. I have, a you know, all sorts of anxiety disorders, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it all stems back to, I mean, I needed a, a buddy to when I would go to the bathroom mm-hmm. just so I wouldn't get jumped. Yeah, to yep. get jade. When I look back at what the lingo was, I'm like, that wasn't creative or no, clever. It was like, get jade. It's like, oh, here's so-and-so get jade. Not the most creative i was like the only one of my friends who never got jumped i'm like you and i'm like like oh i got jumped on something you've never got jumped once no that's cool see see people think it's crazy i've been jumped at least a half dozen i've never been jumped and people they always like made fun of me like almost like like my buddy's not like making fun of me like really but like oh when you break your cherry you know i'm like no it's not it's not gonna happen like i mean obviously i say that I could be walking down the street in Chicago. I could be walking down the street in Toledo, more likely, than where I fucking live in Chicago. But, um, uh, but it's like, no, I took those precautions. I'm like, oh, you got jumped? What happened? He's like, oh, I was walking down Hill Avenue at 3 a.m. on Saturday night from a party. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's one reason I've never been jumped. It's like, happen. first of all, I just drove drunk, so I didn't have to walk anywhere. But I was the only one of my friends with a fucking car or a job or anything like that. Also, I don't drink anymore. Yeah, Reese is like, <laughs> how many years sober? Uh, I got sober nine. nine. It'll nine be years, ten yeah. in next August. August. Yeah. It'll be ten, which means I've will have been sober for longer, way longer. I started smoking weed on my thirteenth birthday. I started smoking cigarettes when I was ten in fifth grade. But it was also like a, I was a fucking dork at the same. Like I was yeah. a bookworm. Like uh-huh. I remember like my fifth grade teacher being like, "You're reading The Hobbit." Like, I, you I, understand? I'm like, yeah, I like Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. Also, I smoke Marlboro Reds, and I'll fight you. Cowboy killers. <laughs> yeah, that was the first Yeah, shit we smoked. I didn't start I didn't start smoking until I started smoking cloves. Oh, I remember cloves. Yeah, yeah when I was yeah. like 18, 17. Crackle, crackle. Like they yeah. were crackle. Yeah. 
And you have to, I mean, your smoke break is like half an hour long, too. Because so, well, oh, yeah, right. they were like mini, they're supposed to be like mini cigars, right? Yeah, and then Obama ruined them. What? Yeah, because they were they were categorized as a thanks Obama, uh, oh, nice. look fat, but uh, <laughs> look fat Obama, look fat Obama. But yeah, he uh, he outlawed anything classified as a flavored cigarette, so they had to pack them differently. So oh. like, because they used to be real nice, and that's that was when yeah, they were. I haven't seen them since the crackle then, I guess. crackle. It, they, it crackled oh, so like they, a normal they're rolled cigarette. differently. They... And then they changed them. So they're they're packed super thick like cigars, oh. and they're like super harsh. And that's yeah, when I just yeah. started smoking cigarettes. Uh, see, just last night my friend told me here in Ohio, Barack Obama forced me to start smoking cigarettes. Newport, basically Newport my smoker here. himself. Yeah, oh, that's right. He does smoke. Maybe that was his uh, Newport. That's his angle. And I'm, that's not a, a racist joke. No, no, he does. He, he, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> Barack I, Obama does smoke. I Newports. haven't. I, I haven't talked to him today. He may no. have quit. But I know at the time when he was in office, he he did, he was a sm- I mean, fuck. What do you if think? Of- if there's ever a time to start smoking, no. and he didn't start then. But no, 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 no. I figure. I mean, he he was a lawyer, law school. I'd probably need a cigarette. Yeah. Getting through law school. Oh yeah. And then you're a politician, man. Obama's tactic. I when he was running for president the first time, 2008, he released a book. That's he, when I was uh in high school. Not at- getting jumped. Uh, trying my best successfully but uh he he wrote a book confessing literally everything he's done is in, in his entire life which is just the most boss move and he's like yeah I, I did a lot of blow in college did a lot yeah. of blow did a lot of blow did a lot of blow <laughs> and it's like so nobody what, what are you gonna do? do fact check him dig yeah. into his past you know like it's weird it, it's weird that never mind it, all right well here I'm, side note well no go I ahead, go ahead. well there's go ahead. a Somebody, I remember hearing this uh, from a comedian about comedy. It was like, why, you know, I'm, I consider myself, and I try to be vulnerable on stage. Um, it's like, uh, whatever you bring to light, no one can use against you. Right. Is is the thought process? So, like, if I go, this crazy, this fucked up story happened, or this thing happened, and I'm, and I'm like being vulnerable, and you can tell that, like, you know, it's coming from a real place. You're, you'd like to think there was, there are some exceptions, and that's also as a comedian when you just have to gauge the audience. Because I've, I tried a new, especially with new material. I had a new, okay, so I was fucking five foot nothing in like eighth grade still. I probably hit, you know, by high school I started to grow, and I was still skinny as shit. But, uh, um, fuck, where the fuck was this going? Obama doing blow. <laughs> Nothing that you you bring to light yourself can be used against you. You're on stage talking about something. Oh yeah, no, it was about okay. So add on top of all that, I apologize for my brain fart. You it's, got that? It's early that in vape, the, by the way. It's early in the morning by my standards. It's it's late in the afternoon, but I just basically woke up. Um, so add on to that, whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, different time in Chicago. I've been here for like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't sleep. Um but uh add on to all of those factors that I was already already an easy target. I had a speech impediment. I had a speech impediment. I couldn't say uh certain words. See, I still I'm like, "Oh, do I even want to say it because I like I've told it to like Well, we like both we both had a yeah, speech yeah, yeah, impediment yeah. and we both ended both up affected our first names. Well, yeah, that's true. That was that so was bad. That very inconvenient. But very it's also strange convenient. that we both 
grew up to be professional wordsmiths. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a monologist. Is that what that means? In a I mean, I, I speak monologues. I, oh. It has the illusion of a conversation, only I'm the only one talking. Right. You know? It's this podcast 99% of the time. Yeah. Even when I have a guest, I'm just basically <laughs> talking to myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the speech impediment. Anyway, I think, what, so I was, it was like one of my, and I was, the first few years, I've been doing comedy for like eight and a half fucking years, and literally three weeks ago, I was like, oh, I think I'm starting to figure it out. I was in, in Wichita, like, oh, I feel like I turned this corner, or I'm being myself, finally, you know. It takes a really long time. Everyone's like, be yourself. There's nothing harder to do no. on the spot when there's a spotlight on you oh, yeah. and you're just, everyone's staring at you like, make me laugh, to just be yourself. Right. But now you, you eventually you just do it over years and you're like, yeah, I did it so many times that it feels normal. So yeah, I am being myself. But I, I was uh, I was earlier in comedy. I was at a club here in town. Um. And uh, not, you know, not, let's call it late show Friday. You can just expect to be drunk. I shouldn't have tried like a new vulnerable thing, but I tried this bit about growing up with a speech impediment. House, and the, and it's like one of the only, t- and I, I remember it so vividly because it's one of the only times I've been burned where I would go, and I, you know, I, my name sounded like this. I would try to say my name, and then somebody like mockingly like said, said it a few times. <laughs> and I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like I was like, okay, uh, it's triggered. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah, I, I get, I can get triggered, and uh, only I'll, I'll do something about it, right? And it's not a, a tweet. Um, but anyhow, yeah, dude, uh, you have to pick your spots. There's this dude. It just got me thinking. This dude char, not charge the stage, but walked up on stage at this uh show that I did yesterday, and I'm like. It was after I had already performed. And I was like, oh, good thing you didn't do that to me. You walk up on me when I'm on stage. You're not getting on that stage. No. Like, that's... The dude was, like, heckling and said, don't... The guy was like, don't don't say that shit again. And then, like... And then he walked up. I'm like, oh, that's a... I was the kind of, like, behind the guy to make sure he didn't, like... Because this other comedian on stage, he was just... He wasn't gonna didn't know what to do. I used you. He handled it well comedically. He would have been fucked if the dude threw a punch. Is what I'm saying. I used you as an example on the podcast um, earlier this week when I had a Shoshana Weissman on from RSI, and she's a um, she's like a social media. I've been told we have a lot in common. Well, well, (laughs) well, this is a roundabout story, but she's like a social media guru and expert and stuff, and runs all their social media accounts and everything. And who's social media? RSI, R Street Institute. It's like a right wing think tank in DC. And um, all these dudes, and she's like a you know attractive young woman, and all these dudes will slide into her DMs and just say like horrible, inappropriate stuff, and she'll use her social media expertise to absolutely destroy their lives online. Yeah. She'll blast them out and humiliate oh, them and great. stuff. And it's like, and I, I was like, look, my brother's a professional comedian and I'm, you know, I'm the singer in a rock and roll band. It's the same way with hecklers. It's like, yeah. do you realize that we're way better at this shit than you are? <laughs> like, yeah. so you're expecting to come out on top of this exchange. It's just not going to happen. You yeah. know, like you're a professional wordsmith. If somebody is somebody's acting a fool when you're on stage with a microphone, uh-huh. they don't have a microphone, and they're and they're probably drunk, and or you're not. I, I was gonna say <laughs> I can't think of an. Ex- I'm sure it's probably happened just 
statistically, but I can't think the last time I had an interaction with a heckler who was not shithouse hammered. Oh, yeah. And barely making sense yeah. anyway. And I'll go even further. I mean, most of that is just drunk people who don't realize they're being loud and annoying. I knocked a dude down with a head kick from the <laughs> stage once. I was going to say, I, can't, I could never kick that high. Did I was I training like No, no, I was on stage. I'm not yeah, flexible yeah. at all. I could never. Did I, I never tell you that story? That. No, I don't, I don't remember it. It was uh, somewhere. It was in Florida. I was on tour at the the band Saliva, Grammy Award winners. Yeah. Bunch of old rock stars. But uh, yeah, this guy, and it wasn't, it, he got physical. It wasn't just a heckler. I wouldn't just kick some random guy in the head. <laughs> but yeah. it was this dude, this drunk dude, like in the first row was like heckling between songs. And then he kept like, he was, there wasn't like a barricade between the stage and the crowd like there usually is yeah. they were just right I mean, up the, on the stage i mean there's not ever in comedy right 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 but uh you know most clubs have like a barrier you know like they have a few feet where bouncers can go in front and stuff like that but this club didn't have that and this dude reaches up and grabs like tries to grab my tuning pedal That's which would have muted my guitar and i kicked yeah. his hand away and then he reached up and grabbed my boot so I just <laughs> stepped Steven back Thomas. and just cracked him right on the chin <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the bouncers <laughs> picked up his limp body and threw him yeah. out of the club I've I've literally I, mean, I, I escalated that situation, but he he, he physically touched me when oh, yeah, I was on yeah. stage. Like you don't touch me the fight, when I'm on stage. You don't touch me. A fight in general. starts as soon as somebody starts talking wild. I'm not. I, I, I'm I'm easier on talkers than you are. It doesn't bother me that much. But There's physical triggers out there, physical man. touch. You can't touch me. Yeah. I'm on stage with the guys. I, you know what I mean. You can't put a finger on me or no I have accidentally overreact. punched almost all of my friends and most of my friends we've also just fought like I mean that's just what we did growing like for fun yeah I mean we were a bunch of like in high school we were a bunch of just drunk degenerates it's like well we have nobody to fight let's just quote unquote box and then it would just end up in a... You're just in, fighting. Oh, I and, think, and then the left says that men and women are exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a fight <laughs> like, club in my basement. Like, what do we do? Against, you put on boxing gloves and kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We for had a fun. fight club in my basement just to sharpen our skills yeah. for when it mattered against somebody else. And you're bored. But I think I was starting to say this a million years ago. I don't know. When you were going through she was middle school, high school. I remember, like, I would always... I didn't... Here's the other thing. I didn't have a reputation. I was a quiet guy. I didn't have a reputation because I was never trying to fight in front of a bunch of people. No. So I'd be like, you know, hey, we can handle this ourselves. So if a, somebody loses a fight, they're not going to go and tell anyone. No. So it basically, you know, maybe I would tell everyone, oh, I kick that guy's ass, but it'd be like, you know, cool, but you know, I'm not. It's not like we. I had a, a rep because you kick somebody's ass. That, yeah, they're not going to tell anybody. I don't have a big mouth. So I'm like that. As long as he leaves me alone, I'm happy. But there was this thing where I look back and I'm like, anytime there was, it's, and I didn't do this anyway. I never fought like dirty, cheap. Like I'm talking like kicking the ball. Like no, but no. but even if somebody would, like kick somebody, throw out a kick to like the leg or something. Like if there was any type of audience, people would like be like, oh, you're a bitch for that. Like if somebody would, like shoot for a takedown, like fuck you don't. You know, he's like it was basically like you were just you were you was just street boxing, right? When you would like tie up and like you could, you know, you would end up like, grabbing somebody, grab you, but you'd and I literally saw street fights like a referee would like, all right, separate you two, square up again. Like, we're tired of seeing this bullshit. The funniest it thing. It was looked at like you're a, you threw a kick. What the fuck's wrong with you? You girl, what's wrong? The funniest thing about street fights, especially when you're like a teenager, that people, if they live in some area that 
thank God they didn't have to deal with this nonsense. (laughs) But like most fights, there isn't really a winner or loser. They just kind of end. There's like a kind of a, either it's broken up by an adult or by your peers, or you kind of reach an unspoken mutual agreement. They're like, all right, usually this is kind of over. Neither of us want to get hurt. Like most fights I've been in, that was the outcome where it's like we kind of both stop because we realize, okay, we're kind of evenly matched. One of us is actually going to get knocked out. So let's kind of just just end this. Or both of us are going to get our noses broken. Right. I've had that like a couple times, but I was uh, where I might have been a little uh, quick on the trigger figuratively. Um, I never shot anybody. I want to be on record. No, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) I don't even, yeah, I don't even know how to count anything. But, uh, Fucking, I wish I did in Chicago, but I'm trying to move. If anybody's trying to move to Chicago, I have a room for rent. Anyway. Reasonably um, priced in a nice neighborhood. It is a nice... All my problems with Chicago are not with my apartment. Let's talk about... Let's talk... We talk about fist fights for a while, so let's talk about Chicago real quick. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I didn't know grown men who had not been in a fist fight until I moved to Chicago. It is not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. A bunch of, and it's because all my, you know, I know comedians. That's what I do most every. I don't have. I st- I got a hobby over the summer. I started shooting pool for the first. I started playing pool over the summer, so I do that sometimes. But really, it's just comedy. We had a mantra growing up: never trust a man who's never been punched in the face. Yeah, that yep. only applies if you live in Toledo, Ohio, man. Apparently, most people I know that are not Apparently. from here have like never been in a fight before. Yeah. I it's there's nothing wild. wrong with that. That's actually a it's, good thing. Yeah, objectively, it's very good. But th- like, and I'm jealous. When we were teenagers, that would be that would have been unthinkable. It's so like a grown man has like never thrown a punch before. Yeah, like we would have like thought, no, nah, that's not possible. That's not even you're yeah. just you're making that up. That's not true. Yeah, dude. You but know, most people we know in our adult lives probably have never really thrown a punch. You want to know? And I I tell this story on stage, uh, and we'll talk about Chicago. Uh, you know the hardest I've ever been punched. It was uh, it was uh, it was it was a uh, right hand from uh, my big brother mm, Brady. Yeah, you did tell me to punch you, by the way. I so I let that. you punch me. Yeah, but it that was the that hurt. I don't know if it was technically the hardest because I used to when I trained in MMA, I had already trained in boxing, so like I had hands, as they say. So I would have to spar with people who fought at like 205 pounds yep. because there just weren't that Not many smart, bodies. but, you know. Hey. There weren't that many bodies and there weren't that many people who knew boxing. Right. So it was like, you know, it was people who got taught boxing while you're getting taught grappling. And it's, you know, there's so much that goes into actual fighting, like mixed martial arts fighting. So, uh, you know, my jab was sharp and stuff and that could keep people at bay for long enough. But eventually what would happen is I would just end up getting tired because a 205er he just i have to move five times as much just keep my jab working and not get hit um if anybody out there thinks they have good cardio in any oh area of God. life spar for five minutes give me give me just five minutes. no no three minutes 30 seconds of of sparring with people don't think about the the anxiety of of uh, what you feel in that moment is you feel, whether it's sparring or not, you know your body's in imminent danger. Yeah, the anxiety of that takes like comedy, where it's like, oh, it takes took me so many years to get comfortable. I'm like, yeah, I never got comfortable. 
I was never not. Well, you unless can't. I was winning. Uh, it's not. I mean, there's a certain point where if you know you're winning a fight and you're like, okay, it's time to close the it's, show. It's not normal to be comfortable in a combat situation. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's true. not like. Yeah. It's not something to aspire Na- to. I Navy guess. SEALs out there. I mean, yeah. with all of their training yeah. and everything, aren't just like, oh yeah, this is just a walk in the park right now. Yeah. Gonna go. Gonna yeah. go kill Bin Laden. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. You know, like, you're still fucking yeah. jacked. In yeah, that yeah, like it's you know. Yeah, even as I'm saying that, well, I'm saying that like every honest UFC fighter will tell you that they are terrified every time. Still, anyway, so it's not something that you ever get used to. But there, there is a certain once you're in the fight, you settle in. It's like I never really in jujitsu I could settle in because you could be grappling for five straight minutes. I love the quote. I remember, uh, and a lot of people in the audience will remember this name, UFC Hall of Famer, but uh, Randy Couture, <laughs> the natural. <laughs> Yeah, what he said about every the the only re, like because he's a madman, he's a psycho. So like he wasn't nervous before fights. He boxed in the army. Yeah, and and Chuck Liddell, they call him the Iceman because he was just so relaxed before. Yeah, fight. like there are anomalies. But, but Randy but, Couture said, uh, like, why he wasn't nervous for fights? He's like, well, I mean, I might get knocked out. It'll be kind of embarrassing, but hey, I still have a hot wife at home. I have some great kids. Like, who cares? I remember. Like, what's saying, the worst that can happen? I still like, have a family. He's like, you have to, <laughs> like, you have to make friends with the worst possible yeah. outcome. Yeah. I, I'm rewatching Band of Brothers. Dude, nice. Spears, that that guy, he's like, oof. The only way you, you know Ice why you cold. hit, you know why you hid in that hole? It's because you think there's still hope. But the only way to operate as a soldier should is to accept the fact that you're already dead then you can operate without fear without that I mean, actor that's a that actor also assassinated lincoln and zoolander how's that for a random reference that i just pulled right out of my ass but it's true remember that nope. strange cutaway in zoolander you're wrong, oh, you're wrong. Th- isn't that the guy that was james marsden cyclops in the x-men series i thought that was the same guy he was in the notebook nope hmm. no no they do look similar. All right, moving on. So, um, <laughs> but I do have. I only know about three things: fighting, comedy, and they do like, look movies. very alike. I, if I, it's not I've the same like, guy. yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> you realized probably six months into living in Chicago that you are not a Chicago comic. Oh, I realized way sooner than that. But that it's not. This is why. But I still thought I could make it. This stubbornness in me was like, uh, you know, the I guess. I don't. I'm not a fighter. You're funny. But so you can the fighting kill, part you can of me is like wherever you are. But like, like I'm gonna make this work even yeah. if it sucks, even if I hate it. But then I was like, no. It, it and I don't took, mean that like. In, it's not like Reese is out there having shitty shows or whatever. Like he still kills. Oh, plenty but, of shitty shows in Chicago. Well, but you know, I, you know, it's not that like Chicago audiences don't like you, but it's yeah. It's if you get a if you put me in front of a real audience, right? I will do well. But but the the point is that you're moving out of Chicago. One time you came, you Brady came to, and visited me. I go cool. It was like it was still warm out. It was summerish, maybe late summer. And we walked to a show because it wasn't too far. We walked to the show. We walk and there's zero people there. At yeah, a th- bar. This is a book show. Like Caddy Corner you know, from Wrigley. Oh Field. yeah, yeah. We walked. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, the, yeah. It's just for it being a bar at that location. At there the should corner, be the, hundreds of people there. At the other corner is Wrigley Stadium. Yeah. You know? So, uh, just it's it was shocking that a bar would have zero people in it, <laughs> and like at that time. And but literally, it's like. Yeah, that's how it goes, and the show got canceled. And then we were like, "Okay, cool." We went and walked around. But all right, so, shit, but, it's like, but like my point was, like, you kind of realize, and this is why you're leaving Chicago, is that you, 
Like, you weren't going to advance your career very much in Chicago. And a lot of that... Not any more than I and, have. It's like I've, I have... Uh, well, I'm in... I was already in, in at the Laugh Factory. Right. So I guess I'm more in now. But, it, you know... But you aren't what they're looking for in Chicago. Not what for the industry is looking for. Well, anywhere, period. but especially in like a major yeah. market like Chicago. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I have to say. It's gonna change, and let's talk about just kind of the state of comedy a little bit too. Like as <sighs> kind of depressing as it is, because I mean, yeah. it's already. Th- I that- get depressed, and then I go on the road and have amazing weekends. Yeah. With, with successful Real people, people who who you were just in aren't... Wichita, Kansas, and it was a great crowd. It in all five. I love Wichita. Man. It was it's amazing. A great town. And the per- and the headliner, an amazing guy who did it his way, and you know I'm, I can't speak for him or anything, but didn't have to uh, you know he's not going to go on any apology tours, you know what I mean? Like there is a way. So I'm like I I get really down by living in Chicago in a place where it's like you just go to open mics because that's what you have to do. Sometimes that's the only way to get stage time. You have to just go to the, you have to wait two hours just to do four minutes. And everyone else there is just a comedian with their head in their notebook waiting for their turn to do their four minutes. How, like, how much more successful in Chicago would you have been if you were a black woman? Oh, I, I would have moved from Chicago by now, but it's only because I would have been you in got L.A. A with a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. been in L.A. Yeah. But, uh, like, dude, you know those, like, if we're not married when, when by the time we're 40, I have that with, like, three different comics where, like, we'll say we're gay with each other if we're not <laughs> successful by the time we're 35. Deal? Okay. <laughs> just to get that sitcom man and i could give a fuck about a sitcom it's like i literally i just want to do stand-up i don't care like a lot of people like especially in the 80s that was the vehicle to get a sitcom to get into hollywood it's like i just want to get stand-up and do more stand-up and hopefully have people coming to see me who actually know who that fuck i am it's such a but right, it's just such a contradiction man like in terms of free speech and being edgy and saying things that piss off the elites and the establishment, comedians are supposed to be the guys storming the beaches of Normandy. That's, that's what I thought. You know that's what, what I, I mean? That's what I and thought. And it's it's such a it's so messed up that it's 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 completely the opposite right now. Go against the grain. They're against not popular opinion. No, I mean to be the edgy, to be the punk rock equivalent of a comic, you have to be like a straight guy with a family who voted for Trump. Yeah. Like that's that's like the punk goth kid. And in comedy and right the now. And la- they did Shane Gillison who for SNL because he said some funny stuff on podcasts. And it's like they don't know him personally at all. He's you know. Do you see the success of Bill Burr's new special, Dave Chappelle's new special? It's got to change. Bill Burr right? who They're like, both liberal guys. They're both Democrats, by the way. Like these guys aren't yeah. like these Bill like Burr, right wingers or anything. His, his wife is black. Never talks about it. No, you know, never talks about it. But I mean, he's. I almost feel like he. I I watched like a Letterman from him, like his first Letterman. He he's almost like grandfathered in, and he's right. like he's been so good for so long. Like he's and Bill Burr's like, Bill Burr's probably my. He's my favorite comedian, definitely that I haven't met. I've never worked with Bill Burr. I've gotten to work with like. And get to call friends, some of the best people and people I looked up to way before I started, and it's been a great joy of mine. But it's like, uh, 
yeah, by the time I started, Bill Burr was doing theaters. Right. You know, it's like I've you you form relationships with the comedians by opening from, but people by the time you're in theaters, you bring see, your own fucking opener. But people have to see, and these guys are grandfather. I mean, those Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr are Mount Rushmore comics at this point. They're you know, they Absolutely. can do whatever they want, but um. And see, Chappelle got some shit for, you know, transgendered, whatever. I don't even remember the bit, frankly, but... It was it, the alphabet people bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah but he didn't apologize, and guess what? No. He, all his fans don't give a fuck. They, but he's at a point right, but, where he also walked away from $50 million. I know, and, and it's <laughs> it's different that they are, like, beyond reproach yeah. at, at this point, but people have to see their success, like Netflix and Hulu and, you know, whatever. Like, they have to... and. Comedy Central and Saturday Night Live, and who, who does not get very good ratings anymore? SNL does not. Oh God, yeah. And like they have to see the success of these specials that are not not even political. I'm not saying you have to go out there and like be like pro Trump or whatever, but it's like just fighting back against the woke bullshit. They have to realize how successful it just, is. Like SNL turned out one good sketch that I've seen in the past five years, and it was they they did, did like the Democratic debate. Yeah, it was or something. it was and funny. It was funny. And you know why? It was just funny. And this is why Dana Carvey was talking about this in an interview a few weeks ago, um, because he did the George H. W. Bush impressions yeah, back in yeah, the day, yeah. fantastically. And he was like, to do a good impression, you have to have some level of admiration for the person that you're you're parodying. Yeah, you can't just hate the person. Yeah. So like when they do, when it's Alec Baldwin doing Trump, it's just it's such like, a caricature. It's one. It's not funny. Like the jokes are bad. Funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not going to be funny because you're just being mean. Like you, you obviously hate yeah. the guy, and it's just like you're doing this bit out of hatred. But like the Democrats, when they were doing a parody of the Democratic debates, it was funny because the Democrats are saying a bunch of ridiculous shit that it's very funny to make fun of anyway. There's a lot of material there, but also all these left wing comics love those people. Yeah. So like they do admire them and that actually uh-huh. makes it funny. Like it makes it more palatable. Like it's not fun. like yeah. I don't like you know what I mean? Even I if it's somebody term... I don't like. Like if you're parodying Obama who I thought was a terrible president, you can't just be like mean-spirited about it because that's not yeah. funny. No. Like it's it's not it doesn't no. make the jokes funny. Like you have to admire the person that you're making fun of on some level. You don't need yeah. to like George H.W. Bush loved that impression. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that was very. He, that was a great Will impression. Will did a good uh, George W. Yeah, w, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I learned the term clapter in in Chicago, Ugh. which is now. But here's the thing, Joe I mean, Rogan talks about that a lot. Too, oh yeah, it's how, it's an yeah. epidemic. But like, these people go up. But I, I will say, in the midst of all this bullshit, it's like I find more and more friends. That it just takes longer for people to admit that, like, yeah, you know what, we're all kind of sick of this shit. But, like, nobody says it out on Twitter. But most people that I've spoken to one-on-one go, most of this is fucking bullshit and, you know, whatever. Like, the, like, real comics go up and when it's just saying, Trump is orange and everybody claps and nobody really laughs, but it's like, you're just saying things everyone agrees with, and then <laughs> you're you have the gall to act like you're brave. That's what kills me. Brave. Get the fuck out of here! What do you know about bravery? Nothing. Nothing. No, I mean to be a, a brave comic, you have to be Dave Chappelle and make fun of the LGBTQ, <laughs> AARP Batman symbol, <laughs> people. You know, like you need to make fun of them, dude. You know, like 
That's brave. I'm not saying like just the same. There's a certain level of there are very few people who legitimately don't give a fuck. But like I open, I was lucky enough to open for uh, Doug Stanhope a couple times actually, and he came through Toledo. That guy's insane. Yeah, in a good way. But so I opened for him. I I guess it's and it, you need the context for the story. It, it doesn't matter. But uh, it was at the Toledo Funny Bone. It was on his. Uh, this one was on the Shit Town Comedy Tour. He was on, and he made a stop in Toledo, Ohio, on like a Tuesday night. Seems legit. Yeah, and you know he like sold the place out or damn near, and and like a Monday or Tuesday night. So I'm hosting. I go up, you know, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, fill out your comment cards, blah blah blah. You know, tip the wait staff. Uh, you know, there's an you gotta thank the sponsors, like, you know, stuff Talk like with. that. And you know, fill out the comment cards. You can, you know. But it's like that at every club. I'm not putting. It has nothing to Stand do with up. funny bone. Stand up. Get back to. I so feel like you. I feel like you're losing the. Uh, no, I just. Well, then I was like, well, I still need a career here. I'm not. I'm just like. I get that. That's a thing that has to be done. He goes up. So he watches me doing that. He goes up. He's like, "This is wrong with comedy clubs. This is everything that's wrong with comedy clubs. <laughs> You've got a fucking steak. You're in the front row eating a steak." And I'm the headliner. There was a host, a feature, and you're you've got you've got chocolate cake. You're filling out that <laughs> comment card and you're eating a very luxurious dessert. This what the fuck does this have to do with stand up comedy? Like he for ten but it was hilarious. Yeah. And he just went off for ten minutes. And it was all the stuff that as a host uh, I've just been thinking and holding yeah. in for years. And it's just like Oh, that guy doesn't care if he's ever invited back here because no. he could also do any rock club anywhere. Yeah, and but it's like you need to get to that level to be able to not give a fuck. It has to change, though. It has to change eventually because, like, the we are still at least as of now. I know we're recording this a little in advance; it won't come out till Monday. But as of Thursday, we're still a capitalist country. The commies haven't taken over yet. Yep. So, like, the mar like, there's. I'm positive. I'm positive. Just as a thinking grown up, there is <laughs> there is a much greater market for funny comedy than woke clapped or BS. It's just yeah. from a capitalist suspect perspective, like Netflix needs to realize that, and they need to start promoting people that are not part of the the woke culture. Or whatever. Well, the other problem is there's also a spe- a new special every other day, but like. There has not been. There's no way this year in 2019. Been, you know, there two were good ones. But, yeah, but I was gonna, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way the next Kevin Hart special will do as well as Dave Chappelle special. There's no way, eh. dude. Everybody taught everybody. Yeah, not not true. just in comedy. You know not what? just in the podcast world, dude. Everybody, all my friends, apolitical, not even comedy fans. Dude, Dave Chappelle special. Holy shit, so funny. Like yeah. everybody, mom and dad, yeah, loved yeah, yeah. it. Our parents, right. our boomer parents loved yeah. it. Like everybody. Ages 16 to 80 loved that special, even if they weren't Dave Chappelle fans and didn't watch the Chappelle show and stuff. Right. Like just from a market stand a free market standpoint, it has to swing back in the favor of real comedy cuz that is what people want. Yeah, uh if you don't know, we can move on real quick. It just made me think, like, what? I haven't heard anything about Owen Benjamin in a while. Whatever happened to him? Is he just Dude, the he's grid? banned from everything. Like the oh, internet. really? Yeah. He's what? Still, he's still on YouTube, I think. Oh, but boy. he's, like, banned from all... Got, did he, he, did he, he went off the rails, though? Or I don't they know. Or just railroaded I him? I think he said some... Like, he, uh... 
like he went kind of nuts with like saying that we didn't land on the moon or some shit. <laughs> oh God, I never made. it But that I don't far. think he uh, he he got banned from Twitter for. Because uh, I met him way before any of this stuff. He got banned from Twitter Just because once. remember that David Hogg kid, the gun yes, grabber yes, kid. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he was talking about how you know the government gun should, should oh, gun, gun, take yeah. people's guns. Well, and he stuff. was a Parkland survivor. Or something yeah, like that? yeah. Even though he wasn't even like in the same building or anything, and it was kind of oh really yeah yeah no not even yeah but well, okay one fine. of my favorite jokes from a f- but I'm gonna definitely oh. lose my train of thought if I don't finish okay but, right. but like uh, Owen Benjamin got banned from Twitter because David Hawk said some ridiculous bullshit and he responded with like hey grow grow yeah. some pubes and then I'll listen to your opinion or something <laughs> like that and so Twitter banned him for like the the reason was uh, that he had sexualized children. Oh really? Or something. But David Hogg was like eighteen. Because like childhood drag and races aren't no. That's that's fine children? though. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. For oh, like okay. for like drag men to expose their dicks in front of like five year old girls, that's okay. Yep. Owen Benjamin saying, "Hey, grow some no, pubes," there's, and there's then I'll drag, listen to your opinion. Uh, like nine year olds. Oh, I thought you were talking about the drag queen story hour thing. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh yeah, these like eight nine year old. Yeah, they will children. perform like at gay bars for yeah. gay men. Yeah, uh huh. And it's they're like it's so brave. It's just literally I'm like, Satanism, it's, dude. It's chi- I mean, Jesus. that's some like Book of Revelation stuff. Not to go there, but yeah, for real though, that's uh. <laughs> I so oof. I when I have a, <laughs> I end up friends with the kind of irre- irreverent people because that's a buddy of mine made a joke. In Chicago, Chicago comedian, he goes, you know the worst part about that Parkland shooting? Oh, no. Those kids are going to have to make up those days. (laughs) 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 Anytime you say, you know, the worst thing about, and then like, you know the worst thing about (laughs) 9-11? That's my other favorite joke. You know the worst thing? The only thing that could have made 9-11 worse? (laughs) As if it was on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> like, just on the flip side of that, I love the Norm MacDonald joke, and I know you do too. Um, he was talking about... No uh, one's funnier than Norm MacDonald. He's though. the funniest man alive. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is the funniest stand-up, like the most talented stand-up. But Norm, Naturally, yes. But Norm MacDonald... Gary Goldman, I think, is the best technician. Yeah, it's hard, hard to argue with that. Um, shout out to Gary Goldman. I mean, with the craft, if you don't know Gary Goldman, Google che- him, watch any, he's he has, every he has a special night. on Netflix. Check it out. It was, his most recent one was No, HBO. it's on HBO. It's on HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. HBO. And it's all about, he was, uh. I know you canceled your HBO subscriptions after Game of Thrones ended, but, you know, <laughs> sign up for another month. So I mean, talk about vulnerability. He literally talks about anxiety, depression, and how he was hospitalized. He was in a mental hospital. He's the best. And got. Uh, electroconvulsive therapy and it saved his life. And he actually makes that hilarious. And he makes it <laughs> hyst- he's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's uh, like a six foot eight Jew. Yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. I have a lot of Jewish friends and they're not yeah, they're yeah. not that. But but I think Norm is the funniest human. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think maybe there's some people who somebody has been as funny, but I don't think anyone's ever been funnier than no. McDonald. I mean, just the human. versatility of funny. Like everything he does quick, is funny. How all the he's always funny all the time. Yeah. What joke was it? The, oh, oh, the uh, <laughs> uh, the Bill Cosby. Mm. After Bill Cosby, you know, went to prison for being yeah, like yeah, the most yeah. prolific 
serial rapist in American oh, history. Yeah. And uh, and he goes, a friend of mine. Uh, he's like Pat Oswalt. Uh, some and one one. The worst kind of like, part is the goes, hypocrisy. The worst, <laughs> he goes, I don't think that was the worst part. I thought the worst part was the, the raping. The, the raping. And I think above the second that worst would part would be the, the scheming, the, the drugging, the drugging, and then and the, the scheming. scheming. Anyway, the, the hypocrisy. That's way up here. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is the hypocrisy. You don't meet a lot of guys that go, "I love raping." You know, <laughs> I don't care. I know it's not the politically correct thing to say, but uh, I'd say that most rapists are hypocrites. <laughs> That's a very funny thing. Like, and I, a lot of people said that after the Bill Cosby thing. Like, man, the worst part yeah. is that he was supposed to. Be. That's, That's such a weird so thing that our culture makes us think. Well, he was like it goes along the lines of like why I don't think there should be such a thing as a hate crime. Yeah, yeah, I don't care what you said. Like if somebody, you, if you or what, if you killed somebody, you killed somebody. Yeah, like if somebody killed mom, I yeah. don't think I'd feel any different if like it was somebody that killed mom for no reason or somebody that killed mom because they hate blonde white women. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I don't think the uh, the bigotry really matters. It's mostly the killing. It's I'd, the killing. I'd have umbrage with. Yeah. I'd take umbrage with. I get I don't know what it says about us as a culture, but it says something that that is kind of where our minds go though. Well, it's I will very say strange. That, that part of that was what Cosby brought on himself because he was America's dad, but beyond that, he would condescend to mostly black comedians. Yeah. And about their language on stage, you're making black people look bad. Dude, like, Hannibal he, Burris like, ruined that guy's life. <laughs> yeah, and then Hannibal Burris and no, somebody recording Hannibal Burris's right, show. Right, 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 right. He yeah, was yeah. like Cosby tried telling me to not curse. Man, you're a rapist. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and like I had heard those rumblings years yeah. years ago. It was always a thing, but it was like a it was like it wasn't it even so unbelievable. No, it was it was a more like Tower Seven and less F Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill I himself. I heard from comedians like that's a thing. Like it, back, you know. I'm like, huh, maybe, you know. But like, no, no, like eyewitness. You know, it's just like you just kind of that might have been a thing. But it was literally I'm like, he's fucking old now. You know, nothing's gonna. And then that fucking happened. And then I just saw. uh so Pete Davidson, he's on SNL, but he's he for all his upcoming shows, all he's trying to do this thing, and it, all I saw was all negative Twitter heat, and also how it's unenforceable. But he wants everyone who comes to his shows, they all have to sign an NDA, non disclosure agreement, and if you no recording, you can't blog, write, tweet. Share anything that was said, that or or you have to pay him one million dollars. Yeah, I think it's and everybody's like just to deter. We're just not going to go to your show. Well, that's not a legally enforceable. Yeah, how? Why would you? Who would do that? You have freedom of speech. Yeah, and I I understand as the comedian. I'm like, in an ideal world, we we would not even be here needing to have that conversation, but. You're just gonna get all these like poor college. Like he's like a he's like younger than me. Yeah, he's like 23. He got, yeah, he got SNL. I think he's like 24, 25. He got SNL when he was like 20 for you no know? reason because he's not funny. But his his dad died in 9/11. He was a firefighter. That, uh, that's what he wait, was like. Really? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the first thing and he was like known for. What? I mean, he was a kid. He was also good, at, pretty good at stand up when he was like sixteen. Starting, he was like. 15, but he kind of blew up because of a story about. His I mean, father. he he was he's a New Yorker. Lived in New York. Started, got good young, back before anyone even most people had started. And then, like he, I'm trying not to take 
Yeah, he, yeah. he did get very good very yeah. quick. And I'm sure he'd rather have his father than his comedy career. So yeah, there's that. Probably. But you know, but he was engaged to Ariana Grande. Really? I don't know how that is. I know she's a singer. Yeah, he's been. It's so weird. He's just a goofy comedian. All those white people look the same. Is she white? Sounds like a white name. I think no, she's like Hispanic. I think. Never mind. I can't. I can't say yeah. all Hispanics look the same. That'd be racist. <laughs> all I, those white people look the same. And right? I, I heard he said I'd be forced to endorse it, so mm. we'd both be screwed. Mm. But uh, anyway, Pete Davidson. But it's like, yeah, an ideal world. Yeah, you just hope people don't do that. But also, you're a celebrity, man. Your his his base is like college students. And I know shit. conservatives like, ironically say on Twitter all the time, like this is the future liberals want. <laughs> yeah, but like this is their fault, man. Oh, and he's a super super liberal. Yeah, guy, no, I know. Yeah. But does he realize that, like, hey, it's your fucking fault? Like, this is the future that we are heading towards. <laughs> Comedians making people sign, sign an NDA. Dollar NDAs. I mean, like, are we gonna sign an NDA wherever we go? Not to yeah. do, you know, to what? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it has to sway. Like, just overall, going back to what I said like a half hour ago, like it has to swing back the other direction. Like the woke culture, yeah. like everybody's annoyed. Anybody except for like the well, Trump is the pendulum swinging back from Obama. So I'm scared what the pendulum swing from Trump will be. I'm scared of that too. I mean, there could be a. It looks like it looks like. The Republicans dodged a bullet in this one, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean Kamala's out. And I wonder what the... Uh, the Do you po- see so many weird posters? I'm like, with rainbow flag, Beto. I'm like, he's still a thing? No, he dropped out like a month ago. Oh, well, some people are still behind him. I'm like, well, you shouldn't put that on your fucking car. He was polling at 0%. <laughs> <laughs> wow. People were... Because he became a celebrity because he ran against Ted Cruz in Texas last year. And lost? And lost, okay, good. But people were buying Beto yard signs, like, across the country. <laughs> in their yards. He was running for Senate in Texas. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you're trying to convince your neighbors to vote for somebody in Texas who they can't vote for in Ohio? Like, yeah, what? Good, uh, it's such a great, weird great campaign What an strategy. odd move. Well, you know what? If that had worked and he won the presidency, it would have been fucking brilliant. Because that would mean... He'd been like he'd been campaigning for president the whole time. Well, dude, my favorite thing about Kamala Harris dropping out, like one, she yeah, was, I, I know very little about this. She's, by the way, she's but I, literally like, an authoritarian. I, she she said something about like, well, I'm not a billionaire, right? And he's also like, well, also you made a career by locking up nonviolent criminals. Yeah, and then you ran a lamp for That's bad. She's claiming racism now that the Democratic primary. Well, one like she's trying to oh, say yeah, that America's racist. Now. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's funny. Like the only people being polled are Democratic primary voters. So you're just calling the Democratic <laughs> Party racist. Like you're not calling us racist. Oh. You're calling yourselves racist. And also, and she, I don't vote by the way. I'm not us. Well, you do. You vote sometimes. I voted. I've I've cast one vote. It was uh for John Kasich in the Republican primary, so Trump would not get the nomination. Yeah, no, that's right. That's the only vote I've ever cast. Well, tr- Trump's grown on you though, because we neither one of us liked Trump back then. But I mean, I don't really pay attention. Uh, I'm like, he, yeah, he probably said some stupid shit, but most stuff that he does is what not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Trump guy. But I'm not a Kamala guy. Well, <laughs> all right. So I almost so. forgot what I was going to say. But um, my favorite thing about her dropping out is 
the Democrats tearing themselves apart over race. Well, that's what they do. Because she's claiming racism, Cory Booker. So no one's allowed to call her and say, no, it's not racist. Shut up, white guy. Yeah, but like she dropped off because she was polling at 0% among blacks because Joe Biden has all the black support. Oh, yeah. And nobody likes... Because Mitt Romney wants to put y'all back in chains. And... Because black folks don't like a, from a career prosecutor that locked up black kids for smoking weed. Yeah. Turns out nobody does. Nobody. You find Not me a somebody. Soul. And she also said she uh, used to smoke weed in college and listen to Snoop Dogg and Tupac, <laughs> but she graduated college in like 1985 when huh. those gentlemen were about eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They died in <laughs> They were like 10 years old or something. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's story. But wait, so uh, she couldn't even look up like eighty. The Native American is still in in race. That's I got my money on that hot ticket. Oh, she's she's plummeting in the fine piece of Wow, (laughs) Elizabeth Warren. She uh, was she ever? uh, She's in third place. Was she ever looking good? Was she ever up? Yeah, she was in. Yeah, she was a front runner for about five minutes. And then she released a bunch of her uh, plans. (laughs) <laughs> and Turns out they were terrible. People did not like that. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, we're gonna like uh, completely destroy the United States economy." Everybody was like, "Ugh." And we're like, "Ah, we like to talk about it, but we don't. But like we don't actually, actually want to do, wanna it. do yeah. it." Yeah, I mean, yeah. She uh, she uh, uh, proposed banning charter schools. Oh yeah, abolishing all what? private health insurance. Hmm. Basically, just making you all a slave to the state. Yeah, sounds Everyone's good. like, yeah, that slavery thing doesn't sound a lot of fun. We'll go back to this crazy old man whose eye explodes on stage and says, look fat, because that makes sense. And uh, <laughs> Look fat. F- and talks about how he loves children <laughs> playing with his leg hair. Dude, that, especially seeing it animated, that sentence, <laughs> write it out. It, it's not say a it, Just say it out loud. Like, it's not a... And that's how I learned with peanuts. And um, I had a leg hair. And it turned blonde in the sun. Yeah. And these kids would reach in the pool and play with my leg hair. And that's how I learned about cockroaches. And you're like, wait, wait. This guy, I'm not playing armchair physician right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really know the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia. But... (laughs) Dude, he would have have done way better if he just went, if he started to, every time he (laughs) slept, if he slipped up every time, and uh, I learned in these kids would, I bury those fucking cockroaches. (laughs) If he would just go do a Scarface quote and say whatever stupid thing, he would do, I would vote for him. I would vote for him. If he gets the nomination, which he probably will, unless he has some kind of medical event. And then my opponent over here, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Dude. <laughs> Trump. When in doubt, go Pacino. That's Trump. always been my, that's my campaign I can't slogan. stress this enough. If he's the nominee <laughs> and he's on a debate stage with President Trump, oh, Trump God. will fuck him up Oh my so goodness. Bad. Dude, because say what you want about Trump. I want to see he's that more so than. He's so good at this stuff. I want to see like that more so than good I want to see like the uh, being me- like Habib and Tony Ferguson. Dude, the Hil- remember the Hillary guy. Clinton like, you know, if I were a president, this or this, and then uh, or no, she was talking about Trump at at the debates. Like, oh, if if he was commander in chief, you know, you, you this would happen. He he's like, and you'd be in jail. 
<laughs> like yeah. he's just so good at like the, the, Dude, the he's got that comic yes kinda like cadence and stuff kind yeah. of not yeah. uh, i don't know if not that's the cadence, right word. but like i mean he was on the he they roasted him on the yeah. central roast yeah and he was funny he was funny and he handled it well yeah he can he can take a he a is an objectively funny person yeah whether you want to like, laugh at him or, well, yeah well, whether he but, means it or not sometimes he's trying to be sometimes he just does ridiculous yeah, shit yeah but like he's objectively entertaining, and like Joe Biden, he's so in decline mentally. Yeah, that dude on a debate like Trump will roast him so bad. Yeah, I would like to see that, but it was it, Trump can also shoot him. He shoots himself in the foot so much. But not as bad as Biden. He's not going to talk he's, about he's kids not gonna, playing he's with not his leg hair. Shoot Biden <laughs> as far as shooting himself. Biden twice last week forgot what state he was in. He was in Iowa the whole oh, damn God. time, by the way. I've never. I mean, the I, only, only option seen, was Iowa. You've only been in Iowa. <laughs> Jesus, I've only seen a comedian do that once, and I've never. Done I've done it. it. I've done it. See, I don't ever. I just avoid saying what's. It doesn't matter to me what city I'm in. I'm way I'm cockier about my memory. Like I think uh, I'm like I got this one. Uh, see, yeah, I, he was like, "What's up, Dayton in Toledo?" And everybody's like, "It wasn't like a, you know." We didn't. People didn't storm the stage. We're just like, "What's up, Anchorage?" And he goes, and he goes "Ah, fuck, I'm in Dayton next week. I'm in Toledo, aren't I?" <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yup." He was like, "Well, gotta dig out of that." Comedy fans aren't gonna mind that too much, but like, no, people are like, mm, "You gotta dig out of a hole." Democratic primary voters will take offense to that, though, especially in Iowa. Oh yeah, because they're the yeah, first yeah. state, so they think they're super, super important. The first state. To vote in the primaries, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Why like that? first week of February they vote. What? And then New Hampshire's like a week after, and then Super Tuesday's a couple weeks after that, which is like Ohio, Florida, and a bunch of southern oh, states. Oh, I thought everyone voted. Not in the primaries. Oh, oh okay. Primary, okay, yeah, just okay, primaries. Okay. Yeah. Pr- primaries, yeah. Yep. I was like, Jesus, the school system has failed me. Mm. Well, they did. Do they that. did. But I also, <laughs> but I didn't know, I didn't know that about the primaries, but uh, two things are true at once. Yeah, the Iowa caucuses are first. That's yeah, weird. and Biden thought he was in Ohio the other day. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're on a bus tour of Iowa. <laughs> like, you're not going. Like, I've said the wrong state and city, but I'm in a band, and I'm literally in a different city. What do you do every that, day? What do you do in that? What do you? How do you? They feel all yell at me. I'm like, ah, shit. Sorry. Uh, you just own it. You, you yeah. Each for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. But like, he's only been in one state campaigning <laughs> for a while now. So it's and literally he's the front runner, right? Dude, he's calling his bus tour of Iowa, which he's in the middle of right now, oh, which is, is going stu- great. What, what is it called? The No Malarkey Tour. <laughs> <laughs> the Nort No Tomfoolery. <laughs> the uh, I, tw- I tweeted as soon as the uh, the uh, the hay fat thing happened. I was like, I was told there would be no malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> or I was told there would be far less malarkey. <laughs> the, oh my God! Who let him? Who did he hire that let him get away with that? A bunch Donald of Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yes. Donald Trump Jr. faxed him that he's like, I think this would be great, and he just got an anonymous fax. He's like, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, dude. Put that on a it's bus. The Republican National Committee is <laughs> is planning Joe Biden's campaign. No, <laughs> no I mean, going back to Bannon Brothers, dude, you're Malarkey 80. Slang for bullshit, isn't it? Yes, sir. Give me your rifle, private bullshit. Private <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, but it's like Joe Biden is 80 and acts like he's 100. Is he, he actually 80? Is he like some? What he's is like 78, I think. 79. Yeah. But there's a big difference. Okay, the difference between he's our, 80. Yeah, I mean, 
We go with like grandmas. Mm-hmm. One's ninety-one, sharp as a fucking tack. The other one's dead. The other so one's dead now. Right, yeah, but was younger. Died at eighty. At eighty. And had dementia. And had dementia. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, all that shit, and had had it for years. No, and dude, like, I'm not, and I'm it's not. It's like tr- Muhammad Ali was diagnosed with Parkinson's two years after he retired. Do you think he didn't have it? All before Ronald he retired? Reagan was diagnosed Ronald with Reagan. Alzheimer's a couple months after he left office. You think that he was not showing signs when he was in office? FDR died from polio <laughs> while in office. Dude, Woodrow Wilson was like in a coma for like a year, and his wife ran the country. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he was I like incapacitated for like a year. Due to what? I, I don't know. Being a communist? Yeah. Finally took his toll. But uh, yeah, and his, I mean, totally unconstitutional, wildly unconstitutional. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court should have done That's something about it. But his wife just basically ran goes. policy. Like during World War One. Oh, my God. Cra- yeah, dude, just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. And then uh, our boy Warren G. Harding with uh, the uh, his amazing VP pick of Calvin, Calvin Coolidge won. In 2020 oh, yeah. as a return to normalcy. Return to normalcy? Which is not, normalcy is not a word. It's not? Well, it was after he made it up. I was going to say. Normality would be the. Normality. But I've yeah, never heard return normality. to normalcy because Wilson, the Wilson presidency was so fucked up. I and mean, Wilson invented the, uh, or he uh, allowed the income tax. You know what so income Alice tax. Cooper's campaign slogan was in 78, I think it was? Uh, it was like. A troubled guy trouble for guy troubled for troubled times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got a few votes. Too. Yeah, I'd vote for Alice. <laughs> yeah, he's like a good dude. Right? Yeah, he's like devout Christian, yeah. like you know, totally normal. Just golfs now, yeah, golfer. <laughs> I mean, he's like seventy something. Yeah, I've never golfed in my fucking life. I, I, I'm from Toledo. I don't golf. Nah, man. Nah, fam. No, nah, when we're outside for that long, we have a fishing pole in our hands. Yeah, if you can be like, people don't like golf. They like being <laughs> outside. Yeah, yeah. They like drinking beer and being outside and warm. And you get to... You can drink beer, be outside for free, and also bring back dinner if you go fishing. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Damn, I want to go fishing now, but it's cold as shit. It's cold as shit. December. It's December. I went fishing like two weeks ago and froze my ass off down by the river. Oh, tomorrow is uh, is uh, the anniversary of D-Day. The, and we're recording this. It's yes, it is. 6th. It is. How are you going to celebrate? Oh gosh! <laughs> Commemorate. Uh, we're like an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, oh, I thought I was pitching you a real question. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm breezing. You're probably breezing right past that. We should probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, have any dates you want to plug? Obviously, uh, plug your social media and everything. YouTube, yeah, YouTube channel. Uh, that you don't use very often. But I do sometimes. You, ha- you I have it. Just it's there. Uh, Instagram at at Reese underscore comedy. Twitter, I do sometimes. I only get retweets if you or your podcast retweets me, but that's like Reese underscore Leonard. But I'm at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase the uh, 19th through the 21st. I'll be featuring at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase December 19th through the 21st, right before Christmas. And that Wednesday, too, I'm at uh, the comedy club there in Ann Arbor for a special show. It's a comedy rumble. My buddy Brett puts it on. And uh, it's a bunch of comedians. I'm one of the judges. Finally, I get to do my passion, which is fucking judge comedy. Instead of doing it all the time, I just be like, you suck. They will suck, too. You ready for the kicker? Mm-hmm. It's an all-female lineup. Good. I'll leave you with that. Don't go to jail. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that, well, definitely don't end on that. I've never assaulted a woman. <laughs> Any other dates? Uh, nah, that, that's that's bad. good. That's awful. Just follow me on uh, Instagram or something. Or Twitter. Most of these people are all on Twitter. Oh, okay, follow me on Twitter, and then I'll finally have a reason to get back on Twitter. I just remember... This is me on Twitter. You go through Twitter Y'all bursts. remember net neutrality? And I'll get some... Uh, some. I'll just remember something that I'm like, oh, people forgot about this Do you remember that the, the Democrats literally told us that we would all die if yeah. we repealed net neutrality? I don't know how they squared that circle, but... No. They also said people would die from uh, Trump cutting their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, these people will have more yeah. money, so they'll die. Yeah. Yeah, all see? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.